Why are so many dogs suffering from health issues? Actress Katherine Heigl, who's helped save over 16,000 dogs through her foundation, says she's seeing more health issues with the dog's joints, odors, and health than ever before. And after doing a ton of research, she feels there's one place we can look to improve any dog's health. What she discovered is that the way many dog foods are made can actually create toxins that could be wrecking our dog's health. And this is true for many premium brands. Fortunately, she found that just by adding a few special superfoods to her dog's food, she saw huge transformations in their health. She's made a 20-minute video explaining step-by-step how anyone can do the same thing to see incredible changes in their dog's health. Now, my dog, Phoebe, is the queen of our house, and I can tell you that her health is extremely important to us. She is a part of our family. I watched the video, y'all, and I was amazed by the things I didn't know that could impact your dog's health. This 20-minute video is packed full of tips that I've already started with my dog, Phoebe. I'm noticing more energy, healthier skin and coat. If you want to keep your dog healthy and happy, go to badlandsfood.com RLRC and watch Catherine's video right now. Again, that's B-A-D-L-A-N-D-S-F-O-O-D.com slash R-L-R-C. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey, everyone, and welcome to Real Life Real Crime Daily for Friday, June 2nd. And I'm Jim Chapman. And I'm Woody Overton. And I'm Mike Agavino. Attired. Mike Agavino. Congratulations there, Dad. <laughs> yeah. And you too, Jim Chapman. Yeah. The, both of y- y'all listeners, both of these gentlemen graduated kids from high school. Yeah, yeah kids, but here's, young the, adults. here's the thing. His kids that just graduated are girls. Yes. Mine is a boy. Yeah. And, and I don't know what's happened to young men, but I, I think it started with Me Too and then COVID on top of it, oh, but, but you know, I'm looking, I'm showing, I'm showing these guys this, this book that was the graduation, graduation book pamphlet. with a gazillion yeah. awards given out. Uh-huh. Okay. 95% of these awards were won by girls. <laughs> but these girls are 95% smart. of the yeah. awards, are, these knuckleheads are all sitting together in the same row. None of them have picked up a book in four years and the girls sweep all of the scholastic award. I mean, they get yeah. they get everything. These guys they they uh, they argue for the first time in years for the school to have a prom. Yeah. They get permission to have a prom, and then they're all chicken shit to ask anybody to be yeah. their date. <laughs> so they end up with a prom that's like a freaking stag party with you know guys on one side and, and girls on the other uh, the other side of the room. We have the, this, we have neutered teenage between. 
the fear from me too that you know they say the wrong thing they do the wrong thing god forbid they oh, make an okay. advance they're so scared they don't know how to talk to girls they have no clue they've had what? because the last 2 years of their lives they haven't physically been in the same uh, hey, it's just uh, like space. just like be, being a preacher's kid and turn loose and they go to college they got oh, great God. Yeah, they're, yeah. they're a mess but that's, your son uh, did, that, win a, that, did win a basketball award didn't he it, he did. He, but he won the he won the coaches award. So that's well, the hey, that's, that's the uh, you know you're the uh, you're the guy that knows all the plays that can make sure people are in the right spot. Yeah. We only let you take six shots a yeah. game, but um, you know, but we won a state championship, so that's all that matters. But here's the other thing that happened, and this, ladies, this is a really important oh, thing God. for you. I'm afraid and, and, for this. No, it's important for all go. our audience. So my wife decides she this. wants to wear this. Dress and a really beautiful dress. Uh, yeah. But the dress had a first you zipped it all the way up in the back. And then it had, and I'm not exaggerating, it had at least 35 miniature buttons that you had to uh, oh my you gosh. had to do so the buttons after did. after you did the zipper. So I before the uh graduation ceremony. I zipper dress and I do all the buttons for. Her, right. Right. Yeah, right should. before we leave. She has to uh, uh, bend over to tie her shoes and like half the buttons undoing. So I've got to do them again <laughs> before we can go out the door. But then um, I had to get in the car at six o'clock this morning to get up here to be with you guys. And so I had to call it quits. I believe she was out until three or four in the and morning. Now she's about to go to the Bahamas okay. without you. Right? And now she's going to the Bahamas without me. But I, I come downstairs this morning. At least she didn't come in the bedroom and try to wake me up at four o'clock. She let me sleep the extra <laughs> wow. hour and a half. I come downstairs and, uh, and I see that she's in the living room on a couch laying down. And you know, this, this drunken raspy voice says, can you help me? And I'm like, what, what do you need? And I go over She's stuck in that fucking dress. She couldn't get the dress off. So she's laying on the couch like this because yeah. the dress completely hems her uh, in. And fine. she was so uncomfortable. So I'm like, you know, so the, I go and I undo all The crime of that is the dressmaker that put all that shit yeah, on Yeah, that's there, unbelievable. Right? Oh, so yeah. ladies, don't do that to your husband. I mean, yeah. you can't. If you can't take the dress off by yourself. Hey. Don't make this all about you. Your wife deserved party last night. She graduated one too. Congratulations! No, it's great. It was man. great for her, but the uh, but the poor thing couldn't sleep. It was like she was in a uh, uh, a cocoon. Uh, what yeah. do you call those things? Uh, you know, wrapped in a yeah. in a burrito where she couldn't <laughs> where she couldn't do anything. So and anyway, congratulations! Your baby's got. I, I am proud of you, even though the girls got all yes, of the awards and kicked. And and Jim, I know yours was like a week or so ago. Then then um, one of them is going to play in in the Golden Band from Tiger Land. From Tiger Land, that's right. Everything was good. The other one's going to be going to the uh, Manship School at LSU for directing. And uh, we need her right now. Did any of the boys at your school win any awards, or did the girls get all the awards? (laughs) Girls always got all the awards. My my daughter won all the awards too. Yeah. Yeah. I thought they were going to give a girl the Manning Award. They're sitting there, and um, I'm sitting there. You got, a, you got an award named after the entire Manning family. We all went to the same school, and I'm like, okay, this. I'm walking out yeah. if a girl wins the freaking Manning Award. I that's it. Arch Manning graduated too, didn't he? Yeah, all, yeah, all so, of them graduated. So Arch was there. Our family. Arch won the Manning Award. 
Howard. And that oh, is well, Arch was very Sounds deserving, like regardless of his last name, of winning the Manning Award. But if a girl had gotten up to win the Manning Award, I think I would have tackled her in you know, in <laughs> honor of the Manning family. But, um, All right. it, was, uh, it was long. Oh, Thank you, everybody, for listening. Let's roll with some crime time. We're going to roll with some crime time. I'm going to start off with a story we told you about yesterday, uh, which is uh, the the police officer who got the call in Mississippi to the home. Uh, the 911 call was actually made by a young boy, an 11-year-old boy, and the, uh, the officer, for some reason, as uh, he and the mom were getting everybody but uh, the uh, the man she had the dispute with out of the house, the, the officer fired on this 11-year-old boy as he was uh, coming around a corner to get out of the house. And um, uh, both the mother and the boy, who, believe it or not, is out of the hospital and is going to live after a gunshot to the chest that – uh, that tore into his liver, that uh, collapsed the lung. Uh, Thank God. I mean, it right. sounded like it was going to be touch and go. Oh, I need a I need a pronunciation uh, assist right. from you guys. Right. Uh, that's scary. Because I would have said this as Indianola. It's not Indianola. Yeah, though, Indianola it? uh, Indianapolis? No, Indianola, Mississippi. Mississippi, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's Indianola. Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought I heard you say something else the other day when we were talking about it. So it is Indianola, Mississippi. So the the mom, the son, the 11-year-old who's out of the hospital, and their lawyer went on Good Morning America uh, the other day and gave their version of the story. And I want to play a clip from that interview. It's not the whole interview. It's about a minute 20 uh, worth of clip, but I think it's really important. So here's that clip. Do you think there's a slight chance that he may have mistaken? No. Um, how could, like, no. He was too close. There's no way you could have mistaken him for a 6'2 man. The family's lawyer says it's a clear example of excessive force. With living in the South of Mississippi especially, sometimes you feel that you can trust the police a little more when they're your, they're your own color, your own race. But now this man, this young boy, would never trust law enforcement again. Black, white, yellow, or red. Now the family wants the officer fired. I feel like he should be terminated. I don't hate him. You know, I'm not, I'm angry, but I'm not, I'm so much overfilled with joy at the fact that my son is alive that I don't, I don't have room for anger right now. I want justice to be served. You wanted to be a police officer. Not anymore. Why? Since I got shot. That's why I, I don't want to be be a um, um, police officer no more. But now you want to be a doctor. That's because they saved your life? But not only them. As I said, it, it was God that saved my life. And I truly, truly believe that. So, y'all, there's more to it, and I recommend you... Uh, you find that interview online and, and watch the whole thing. It's only like three and a half minutes long. But you, you heard the mother say that she didn't believe it was a mistake at first. And then you hear her say a few minutes later that she forgives Officer Capers. Um, and uh, that, I mean, that said to me that she does know it's a mistake, although 
look, it's a very bad one and one that's really difficult yeah, to understand. That's, that's, a, and, that's bigger than a mistake. And, and, and thank goodness the boy survived. Sound like and, a good Christian you, lady that, that's and, living uh, well, and you can the right tell, way it's you, supposed to be. But if I was her, her you know, I'd be pressing for full charges on that asshole. Well, they're going to do that, but they're also, uh, you know, the second something like this happens, one of, uh, you know, 50 of these ambulance chasing uh, civil yeah, rights attorneys phones but, in and tries to take over. And I don't know this guy, uh, Carlos Moore, but he's their attorney. And of course, Carlos Moore was going down the the road that everybody always goes down in these things. And uh, the officer capers is an African-American officer. And this lawyer is going down like the race crime road, which is just totally ridiculous. Uh, You know, so, but, but I think the biggest thing to take away from this is the, is the bravery of this kid and the way that he handled the whole thing. He said, going into it, uh, you know, before he was shot, that he wanted to become a police officer, and yeah, now that cut that down. Now he wants to be a doctor yeah, a uh, because of uh, uh, the great work his doctors did, and he praised his doctors, and he also praised God, and oh, he um, and he sang a little song, and it's uh, it's really touching. Uh, uh, the clip captures uh, a good bit of it, but it's only audio, so if you if you have a moment, uh, watch the whole thing. It's, uh, you know, tragic, but a greater tragedy, uh, thankfully avoided. And, uh, uh, you know, hopefully they don't, they don't try to turn this into something it isn't. Yeah. Well, good story. I mean, glad he's alive and glad he's being raised well. No doubt about it. A South Carolina convenience store owner has been charged with murder in the fatal shooting of a 14 year old boy he falsely accused of shoplifting. The store owner, Rick Chow, who was charged, believes that the boy Cyrus Belton had stolen four water bottles from his Express Mart shell station in Columbia. Sheriff Lott said in a news conference on Monday that Cyrus had not shoplifted and described the shooting as unjustifiable. Imagine that. Uh, still, at about 8 p.m., Mr. Chow and his son chased Cyrus towards a nearby apartment complex where the teenager fell down and got mm-hmm. back up. Uh-huh. Mr. Chow's son saw that Cyrus had a gun, right. the sheriff said, and the store owner shot Cyrus in the back, killing him. There is no evidence that Cyrus pointed the gun at the store owner or his son. Describing the shooting as disturbing, Sheriff Lott said that even if Cyrus had shoplifted the water bottles, that's not something you shoot somebody over, much less a 14-year-old child. The shooting came weeks after similar attacks with news stories we brought you here on Real Life Real Crime Daily, such as the Kansas City, Missouri homeowner who shot a 16-year-old who rang the wrong doorbell. Right. Uh, in upstate New York, a 20-year-old woman was fatally shot after she and her friends turned into the wrong oh, driveway. Right. Yeah, we just had that yesterday. Morning, right? Texas, two cheerleaders were shot after one tried to get in the wrong car in yeah, a parking lot. Yeah. We brought you all of these stories. Well, it seems like these are becoming more and more common. Richland County Coroner Nadia Rutherford said in a news conference that there was no indication that Cyrus was fighting with the store owner prior to running out of the store. Cyrus had no wounds on his hands, 
or scratches. His only injuries were an abrasion from the fall and the gunshot wound on his lower right back. Crazy. Now. Going to prison. I want to ask both y'all a question, and that is, you know, this is obviously not what needed to be done in this situation. Mm. He did have a gun. Does that change anything? Only if he took it out and pointed it. I mean, he, he might have raised his shirt and said, fuck you, motherfucker, I'll shoot you. And as a store owner, there's a reasonable fear or apprehension that he's going to be shot. He can defend himself, but you can't shoot a motherfucker in the back. Right. Right? When he, As soon as he turned to run, he could have done that. If you don't blast him then, you turn to run, you got to let him go. There yeah, go. I mean, like so many things in life, common sense needs to prevail. Yeah, we don't have uh, a lot of that. You know, it wasn't even clear that he had stolen the four waters, right? Or is it is that for sure? He, he the sheriff is saying he did not. Uh, but even if the store owner is convinced he stole the four waters, okay, uh, what are your costs, store owner, on those four waters? Two dollars, yeah, maybe, or him, less. Let him go. Um, yeah. Come on, use common sense. Why put yourself in potential danger? Um, nothing good can happen uh, chasing somebody on a two dollar heist. Not like he pulled put a gun to your throat or uh, right. or anything like that. I mean, well, just We'll just stay tuned stupid. on that one because I'm sure the defense is going to come back with something else. So, But like you're talking, Jim, we're talking about a lot about those. It seems we're talking more, um, Reese, more about these, this crime I want to tell you about now. And this, to me, is the most egregious way that you can harm somebody besides being raped. Um, a Tampa, Florida man was arrested on Sunday afternoon after allegedly pouring gasoline on another man and setting him mm. ablaze. Hillsborough, Hillsborough County Sheriff's Office said in a press release that about 4.30 p.m. on May 28th, two men got into a verbal argument at a mobile gas station. Earl Hargrove, Jr., 34, was one of the men in the argument. And after the confrontation, police said he purchased some gasoline from the pump. Hargrove then poured the gas on the victim before lighting him on fire. Sheriff's office did not identify the victim, et cetera. He's taken to the hospital. Hargrove was charged with um, first degree attempted murder, ag battery, and causing great bodily harm. Uh, so what the fuck? Yeah, I guess you don't have a pistol. So you got you have an argument, you go to the pump, you have to put in your card and, and do whatever. Maybe you get your, McDonald's cup out and put some gas in. You go throw it on and you light them on fire. That, that I'm going to tell you something. Burning is one of the worst things because I've worked the dead bodies from burning and where even like kid pops on mine um, in the cradle and look like a, a big marshmallow is all cracked up. I mean, solid burnt black. But I've also had victims fights like this where they got Dallas with an accelerant lit them on fire and they live. And I haven't interviewed them in the ICUs uh, in the hospital. Absolutely horrible. Yeah. yeah it's like that uh, Malinowski Awful. story we uh, uh, we told yesterday where, you know, she she lived long enough to Yeah, yeah. Uh, but to t- that's not living. The, she died for two years. She died for two yeah. years. Yeah, she did in a tremendous amount of pain. But in, and I remember one of the cases come to mind when the guy was burned up. Um, and I hadn't couldn't get to interview him for a long time because it kept him in a medically induced coma for because uh, yeah, of the pain yeah. and shit. I mean, just horrible. I I think I'd rather be shot, stabbed, fucking. That's about the worst be, way you want to go. A, a bad between that way. and drowning. Yeah, I, I'd much rather drown. 
Much rather drown. I get I get down there and take a couple deep breaths and be done with it. Shout out to Astro for sponsoring this episode and providing us with free samples. My allergies are throwing my whole morning off. Do I sound different to you? <laughs> I love that. You sound like, <laughs> it's that time of year, though, bro. I sound different to me. I feel like I'm in a submarine. Yeah, well, have you tried Astro Pro? It's faster, bro. Oh. Right? Astro Pro is the first of its kind nasal allergy spray. It is the fastest 24-hour over-the-counter allergy spray. It starts working in 30 minutes while other allergy sprays take hours. Astapro is the first and only 24-hour steroid-free allergy spray. Astapro delivers full prescription strength, indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy nose, and sneezing. Hey, I use this, and you should too, Jim. Last weekend, I planted my garden, and it's that time of the year, and my allergies really kicked up with it right i use astro every time my nasal allergies flare up and i'm always amazed at how fast i'm back in the game down on those roads playing my stuff get fast acting nasal allergy symptom relief with astro go to astroproallergy.com for a discount so you can astro and go today a-s-t-e-p-r-o allergy.com it's faster bro uses directed for relief of nasal congestion runny nose sneezing and itchy nose due to allergies astro and go Looking for a new and healthier way to unwind? I was too, and then I tried Recess Mood. Recess Mood replaced that after-dinner alcoholic beverage for me, so I saw a difference in both my mood and my belly. It's made with real fruit, it is only 20 calories, and it contains no added sugar. Recess Mood is infused with functional ingredients like mood-lifting magnesium and stress-balancing adaptogens, so you can relax without the alcohol or the hangovers. Recess Mood tastes great, too, and comes in four different flavors. My favorite flavor is the Strawberry Rose. So whether you need a moment away from the errands, work, and kids, or you just need a moment of chill during dinnertime chaos, Recess Mood is where it's at whenever you need to relax and unwind. You deserve a healthier way to unwind. Head to takearecess.com slash RLRC and get 15% off Recess Mood, your go-to alcohol replacement. Guys, sorry, sorry. All right, go ahead. Breaking News. Oh, fuck. Is, breaking I-Team News. No, royal. If it's Royal, I'm It's not this breaking table. Royals. Well, she's become royalty to us. All right. And as the inaugural member of the All Woody team, anytime she is in the news, we need to break into coverage to, to, to get in there. Detail. And so... I didn't know. I apologize, Taylor. None of us knew this. Taylor's a business. This was not. This, this did not. Yeah, the right to main silent. The hell? <laughs> <laughs> it's not mine. It's mine. That's actually great. <laughs> I, I, wonder, my, I wonder what I that's going to sound back to this. That, uh, but, but the... Uh, uh, the RLRC theme song could be the breaking news song. <laughs> yeah. Gee, that was, uh, All right. I don't know. I don't know. You know, we're looking at each other. I don't know that we boom that, folks. Yeah, what? Yeah, what right. I don't I know how that, that sounded. This is, this but, is real. But we uh, we just decided, due to a complete and total 
accident that uh, that uh, <laughs> that Woody's theme song from Real Life Real Crime is going to become our breaking news theme song. Hey, if, uh, I need if to know about have, that because uh, Chase Tyler and the Chase Tyler band rocked that mother. Okay, well, yeah. Chase will have to sign off on that yeah. as the official I-Team uh, uh, news break, but you know, come on, what could be more hey, important we gotta than, get back to than being business. the theme for the, That's so, right. so Taylor had to go back into court on Wednesday. And I, I guess this is about whether certain documents are, go, were going to be unsealed. And the judge in the case ruled, uh, on these, on these documents. So the documents unsealed Wednesday have to do with the defense's motion to dismiss the charge of third-degree sexual assault and the state's response why the charge should be upheld. At issue is not only what investigators claim she business did with the body, but whether Therion, that's the, the guy that she allegedly killed, was legally, quote, a person once he was dead. So, so break this down. This is, okay, once he was dead and she decided to... Pretty Chop good, the weenie off good defense, and put it in the bucket with uh, well, no, a maraschino I, sherry and what, some. What, what, the, what they're getting at here is when she gave him oral sex after he was dead. They're saying it can't be it can't be rape if he was already dead. Well, what See other? What char- well, but but there's got to muti- be rape of a corpse. Do you though, get? Or... Uh, is it more mutilation? Of, but that is a crime. Mutilation. You of know corpse, what? Right? That's a really good. That's not a. Hui defense lawyer. That's yeah. the, that's the defense lawyer. So, actually, came up with a pretty freaking valid point. Well, I think she's getting real counsel now that she's a bona fide celebrity. Right, right. So we made her. So they're, yeah. uh, they're, uh, uh, Dershowitz was unavailable, so she got this guy. Pretty but good. but the <laughs> yeah. the defense argued that the evidence the state says shows sexual assault of the body is inconclusive. Including That's, laboratory testing. Except for her admitting it. Yeah, right. <laughs> including laboratory testing and because of the dismemberment. Well, remember, I think she said that she made statements before the statement she made before she got Miranda should yeah, be I mean, inadmissible. That's an excited utterance. And once she starts, I mean, when she starts, I always Mirandize everybody ahead of time. But so, you know, people say like Christina Constance, oh, my husband made me sleep with my his 16 year old nephew and before I could say anything, she said, and he made me suck my seven year old sons. And I was, then I was like spitting it out. Ho, ho, you know, you Miranda. So she did the same thing. She's just fucking losing it. She admitted to it. She said, yeah, good luck on finding the rest of the body parts. I mean, but you know, maybe they should have Miranda. I don't know. Well, but it also says, so I think it's, you're taking two tacks. Uh, that prosecutors are relying on statements she made to investigators when she was under the influence of illegal drugs. Yeah, whatever. And that defense, the defense contends that cited uh, statutes for sexual assault don't apply because, quote, once the person is deceased, then they no longer are a person as defined under the jury instructions and the statute. That's that's what I was saying. That's that's pretty genius uh, defense tactic. The the whole under the influence thing, they can fuck themselves. If I had a dime for every time... Uh, somebody tried to use that. Every defense attorney tried to use that on me. I could afford to park, sleep in Mike's driveway. Right? <laughs> well, don't, let's not be talking about houses, Woody. We're going to get into that here no, as not. we go forward. <laughs> Woody has made a purchase. Ah, ah, needs to know where Woody small lives. purchase. Um, so, so what was unsealed are the details here of the motion. Right. But what is still 
what still remains sealed is uh, is the actual exhibits, right? right. So <laughs> as far as the motion itself, the I, dick I, in a bucket. I pictures? can't find any reason why the motion itself dick in a bucket can't be unsealed from the preliminary seal and accessed by the public. So that's the the ruling he made is that the public deserve to know what these motions the defense were making well, are, if he's, if he's but a, the underlying him, evidence is, uh, is not. And if, the, what should happen now is Judge Walsh set a hearing for June 13th. Well, just next we week. must write that two date week, down. Uh, oh, hey, stay tuned. Taylor's going to call us. Same, same bat time, same bat channel for the <laughs> update of what happens on the 13th. This has been a real life, real crime daily news bulletin. End it with show business. There you go. Love. And don't worry about the court date. Taylor's going to call you. All right, next story we got for y'all. I want to credit uh, our good friend, Kieran Chala, with yes, covering this. Karen. Hey, uh, Karen, I hope you're enjoying your shirt. Unfiltered with Kieran. She ain't enjoying it because she ain't picked it up yet. Oh, well, it <laughs> Still especially made for you. My wife made it. That's right. Come get it, Kieran. Got it waiting on you. All right, so two violent incidents in two days have Uber drivers in the capital city of Baton Rouge, Louisiana, on edge. Oh, shit, they got a serial Uber. Uh, Kieran Chawla actually interviewed the victim, who is a nurse practitioner he, uh, here in Baton Rouge. She's, then the victim said, I was going to pick up a girl. Two guys were walking on the left side of the road while I was on the right side. They walked past me for a few feet. One of them turned around and approached my vehicle, asking if I needed directions. Wait, I got Don't boom this. Uh, the the nurse practitioner is an Uber driver. Yes. Really? Yeah. Which is it's kind of weird. Right? Well, maybe who maybe knows? Not, who knows? She, but, she yeah. likes that extra money, right? So the girl said to Karen, "I was going to pick up a girl. Two guys were walking on the left side of the road while I was on the right side." They walked past me a few feet away. One of them turned around, approached the vehicle, asked if I needed directions with a thumbs-up gesture. I smiled and returned the thumbs-up. He went back to his friend, and both of them approached. It was then that I noticed a gun was being tapped on the window. Although I had a stun gun and some mace in the car as protective measures, facing a gun made me realize them me trying to use my protection would be futile. I thought they were robbing me, so I rolled the window down to hand them my phone. But they said, no, no, get out. That's when it hit me. Oh, okay, this is happening. I guess I took too long due to being caught off guard, and they warned, you better hurry up and get out. We're not playing with you before you get dealt with. So I got out, and they sped away. I was enjoying Ubering. It was my fourth day with Uber, and all my riders were really nice. Following the carjacking, the stolen SUV that she had was recovered, and the victim has her vehicle back. There wasn't a scratch on it. The gas tank was still a quarter full, and the radio was on the same station and the same volume I left it on. They took a bottle of medication and $35 in cash, but everything else was still intact. Uber Corporate told Unfilter with Kieran that the reports are alarming. They take their driver safety seriously, which is why they have built-in features like GPS on every trip, an in-app emergency button, and most recently, the ability for riders and drivers to record audio in Baton Rouge directly from the app. Hmm. Their commitment to safety remains unwavering. So that is the second time in two days 
that Uber drivers have been attacked in Baton Rouge. Do we, do we know the details of, of the other attack? We do not. Let me tell you about situation. someone whose real commitment to safety is unwavering. And that would be the badass Black Wolf app, which is just like Uber, except it comes with a bulletproof SUV and a gun-toting driver. Named Guido. <laughs> I mean, look. If, y'all talking if you're worried. I don't know about Guido. Well, I, I had just read about this the other day because this is this is a common thing. I mean, this Uber's, trying, commercial Uber's trying to deal with this. And I had just heard about this company the other day. And seriously, uh, they are offering bulletproof SUVs with drivers yeah. that are packing. And you can afford that. But, and, and they drive you to your G7 to fly That's to it. Barbados. Since you well, know, or it's maybe, an hour and a half. Yeah, so maybe as you enter the gates of the mile and a half driveway <laughs> leading up to uh, real life, real castle, as it's been. <laughs> As it's been labeled, uh, you might want to get yourself a Black Wolf account. Well, let's be serious about this for a second. So this is becoming an issue in Baton Rouge, and not only with Uber drivers uh, getting carjacked, there are spontaneous shootings into vehicles just driving through Baton Rouge. My insurance agent, actually, in Denham Springs, had two bullets put inside a her vehicle. Our crimes at an all-time high. Murphy Paul, who and I, he and I work directly hand-in-hand together every day at the state police, and he's the chief of Baton Rouge. He comes out every time after another shooting. It's like, oh, I'm so mad. I'm so mad. I'm like, motherfucker, do something about it, right? It's, whatever you're doing isn't working. So, yeah, uh, I don't know. Uh, the, you know what, though? Having the, the monitoring capabilities in an Uber – I mean, it's gonna make me stop from doing stupid shit in an Uber. Yeah, <laughs> like I mean, taxi ta- taxi cab confessions. Remember that show? Oh yeah, you get all toasted and then get your Uber <laughs> HBO. <laughs> I like when the drunk lady has got in. That's coming up. Hey Mike, we need to produce a show. Uh, Uber confessions. That uh, Uber confessions. that black People wolf making that black wolf goes. company launched in Atlanta. <laughs> oh, God damn, he's still in so it's its first market's Atlanta, and it's you got know, uh, 80, eighty thousand eighty thousand people in Atlanta downloaded the app. Wow. So no, we'll no. have to keep track of that one and see no, how it goes. Must be uh, free. Oh, the base rate is $50. All right. Well, you know what? I'm going to take y'all, get on a serious note, and this fucking That was makes, serious? Well, this is more serious. Okay. And this I'll get pisses, in my more serious mode. This pisses me off to no end. I saw this the other day, and I sent it to y'all, and, and there's been some more uh, news that broke to it since then. Um, on Memorial Day, you know, it's all about – People get Memorial Day confused with Veterans Day. Veterans Day, I'm a veteran, right? That's for everybody that's ever served. Memorial Day is, is for everybody that took their last breath while serving, right? But on Memorial Day, it's celebrated everywhere, widely, you know, national holiday. Well, out in Cali, um, there was a disturbing video posted online that showed the moment when police say a mob of teenagers assaulted three I know, I know this Marines, they say military members in California over Memorial Day weekend. Um, police say an altercation involving three Marines and several juveniles and young adults happened on Friday, May 26th at the pier in San Clemente, California. Deputies were dispatched around 9.50 p.m. regarding a large group of juveniles and an assault. Witnesses uh, said they saw dozens of people gathering on the T Street Beach near the San Clemente Pier around 10 p.m. 
a minute long video posted on next door, a social media platform shows one person throwing a punch at one of the alleged victim victims from behind y'all. And then a large fight broke out. The injured victim is then seen lunging at his assailant and the mob was filmed kicking the victims. Two of the victims were filmed lying on the ground in the fetal position and covering their heads as the mob kicked and punched them. And a pair of bystanders intervened in the beating with one woman putting herself, thank God for her, putting herself between the victims and their assailants as she outstretched her arms and yelled, stop. Uh, um, so since then, I know they've arrested several people based off the videos that law enforcement has, but the, you know, San Clemente. We're, we're, here's here's what blows me away. Is San Clemente about, about San Diego. It, it is it is right. in uh, Orange County, Southern Orange County. So if if you're going where I think you're going, yes, it's right by Camp Pendleton. Oh, okay, so right, right. It's San Clemente, Oceanside, but, and then you're well, Camp I mean, Pendleton. They, they, they're out there on leave, and it's and unbelievable. They're hanging out, and the, the, you, obviously the Marines. They, I don't know if they were in uniform or not because I I didn't. I don't think see they were. that. I don't think, but they were. I mean, they're going to have the buzz cuts. They made it out the whole time the story came out that the teens knew that they were Marines. That's why they attacked them. And to sucker punch a dude from the back while somebody, one of your homies, is videoing it. Fuck that. No, they let it be known they were Marines when they approached the group and asked them if uh, I think they just wanted them to quiet down. Whatever. They oh, were. okay. Um, <clears throat> uh, but if you'd have said that happened, uh, you know, in. Uh, Manhattan Beach, or you know, one Venice, right, right. Uh, San, Santa Monica, something in LA County. Right. I wouldn't have been shocked, but I mean, you are in Camp Pendleton's yeah, backyard. Your whole, your whole it, economy is based around it. Yeah. it, it these teens growing uh, to grow up there without an appreciation and for, respect for, the for them, that's yeah. unbelievable. on Memorial Day weekend. I mean, if my kid, I'd beat that ass absolutely, and I'd put him in jail. So, and, and if I was, you know, I bet you they got them locked down on the base now because the Marines are going to stand up for each other. And they probably, well, oh, yeah. go out there and stomp some ass and get some revenge. But thankful this lady got in between is a decent human being. But it still pisses me off. That's it. Don't you wish that story was three Marines kicked the living shit out of 32 uh, I, I imagine, uh, teenagers who attacked them? I imagine they got their licks in. But you know what? Anybody that's ever fought a lot tells you they never had their ass whipped as a liar. But it, um, there's no shame in getting your ass kicked at 32 on three. You know, you at a certain point, I'd have dropped to the ground and covered my head, right? Yeah, no, the, the, numbers, the numbers weren't good. Yeah. Does it seem like a lot of prisoners have been escaping from jails? Yeah, like almost every week. We did Butterbean last week. We did uh, all the guys that got out of the roof. We've done the Waffle House yeah. Not Waffle House, the IHOP story. Yeah, that was Virginia. Yeah, and you and I we did cover the, a lot of we, them. we cover on Bloody and Gold. Yeah, a um, very popular episode of the uh, Vicky and Vicky White and, and John Casey White. Casey White, yeah, yeah. Well, and the story from the other day, well, it it carried over to several episodes. Was uh, two Ohio inmates, right. and guess what? We've got another state of Ohio well, escaped prisoner. Law enforcement in Akron, whose hometown? Akron? Akron. LeBron, the home of LeBron. I don't give a shit about that. I don't give a shit about LeBron, but (laughs) it it is his hometown. Um, uh, Law enforcement in Akron is searching for a prisoner who escaped custody 
early Tuesday while being transported to a doctor's appointment. Maybe yeah. he listened this to the show the other day. He might have listened to Bloody that, Angola. Heard about the yeah. millionaire. No, that guy Mancheck, remember? Oh, yeah, he the did The millionaire too. He Mancheck did too, who had the, the, the Bloody Angola episode. Was Vicky and Casey White. She was taken to uh, Well, no, he was. Allegedly. He, she, she had said she right. was taking it. Yeah, she going was going to a medical appointment. Right. After she brought him to court. Well, the guy the other day was going to do the same thing. That was the master plan for Manchek was to get the assistance from the outside when he was being taken, transported to the uh, uh, doctors. And he had his G5 waiting and his castle in in France that is only slightly smaller than Woody's new place. Um, (laughs) (laughs) You know, you're going to feel the pain for the months of the bullshit about my house. I know nothing about what you're talking about. All right. So so this – This story here in Akron, Ohio, the Summit County Sheriff's Office issued an alert about escaped inmate Jason Lyle Conrad. And when they put three names on him, that's pretty serious. Yeah, you know, they're a badass if they if they've escaped and they have three names at 8 a.m. A deputy transported Conrad to Summa Health White Pond Medical Center in Akron. And Conrad was handcuffed and in a boot for a previous injury, the sheriff's office said. While the deputy was removing the inmate from the transport vehicle, Conrad was able to escape and ran away after removing the boot. I was going to sound like he got booted in the head and he's yeah. faking the boot. Okay, we got a serious dude here. I'm showing the guys the picture of this guy. Look at this guy. Oh, he's seriously ugly. He, We're going to post a picture. He deserves, his, he deserves all three of his names, I think. Um the sheriff's office described Conrad as white male, five foot nine, roughly 150 pounds, brown hair, blue eyes. Uh, he's facing charges of willfully fleeing, possession of drugs, trafficking in drugs, and parole violations. Yes, the manhunt sir. comes yes. after authorities, as we said, elsewhere in Ohio, uh, faced the since resolved esca- uh, escape of two other prisoners last week. For nearly 20 years, the rate of prison escapes in the U.S. has trended down sharply. I was actually really surprised. It was like from mm. 5,000 a year down to about 2,000 a year over that 20-year 20, uh, period. Suffice to say, though, uh, up until 2020, fewer and fewer were escaping, and those that did were likely recaptured pretty quickly. Now we're seeing a reversal of that 20-year trend line. What do you, what do you think is uh, at the heart of that? I tell you one thing. I know in 1953 on Bloody and Go, we just the episode that dropped today. Do you know the name of it? Um. <laughs> so Mike was looking Fuck, for Mike. Mike was, Mike was looking for actual no, answer, no, I, not I, I, shameless no, no, plug. Is, no, but no, shameless no, plug like, one this out. This is good. This is good. Listen, escaping, yeah. escaping. Angola in 1953. Right. So in 1953, they had a hundred and was it? Yeah, 110, uh, approximately 110 escapes in one year from Angola. So one one every three days. And it's surrounded by water on three sides. And the two hills. So nowadays, I think naturally the, the, uh, it's been cut down due to people effing up. You know, like in 1953, when the sky escaped, they didn't have fences and they didn't check him. And he, what? Right. I agree. And, 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 and he stole a pistol and dope from the the guard hotel, the correctional officer hotel. But nowadays, every time somebody messes up, they put in new stricter restrictions, right? So nowadays in Louisiana, if I was escorting somebody uh, from DOC to the hospital, like City New Orleans or Baton Rouge or whatever, you. If you're somewhere else and they're running, you have to give a warning shot and then fire them to stop. If you're in the city, they change policy now. You just shoot them if they're running. So this guy 
kicks off his boot and runs, he must have incapacitated. And you'll find if you if you dig into that research on escapes, the majority of those are committed during transport, right. during transport to right. court. Right. Uh, very few are escaping from actual prison, right. like they're right. in a state or they're, they're still federal in custody. Well, I mean, they're guys, custody. we had the we, we had the, oh, they, it, we had the guys in Norfolk drilling the hole yeah, in their wall. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. had the, these guys in Ohio hitting a dumpster. Yeah, yeah but that's the, that's well, jails though. Yeah, a lot of yeah, those yeah, yeah, state and federal prisons. A whole different to give you the statistics on that, uh, the, the statistics I can find because they t- they haven't updated them. They only update them every couple of years, but. Overall, over every prisoner uh, that has been incarcerated, and we'll take 2019 as an example, only 2,534 escaped federal or state prison out of every single federal or state prisoner locked up. Um, now they do escape during transport a lot. And I think some of that increase might be because they transport them a lot more now. Right. It used to be, okay, you, a lot you more got sick in jail. Yeah, you just kind of laid in your cell and, right. and got over your flu. Yeah. Now yeah, they I, bring I, them to the hospital. Look, I think the other thing is that, uh, they're all way below the head count they're supposed to have. So, uh, so people work in longer shifts, there's less people and, and, the corrections officers are at times maybe uh, being a little bit laissez-faire with some of. I mean, look at—I've studied this the whole the whole Epstein case, like and I'm not going to bore you guys with the Epstein case. But when you when you think about how high profile <laughs> how high profile that guy <laughs> was as a prisoner. And yeah, how I, completely I, I, lax everything that went on yeah. around him as a prisoner was. I think, I think part of it is definitely but, that there are. I'm not a conspiracy uh, theorist, uh, but I are, do believe they killed there, him. There, there are far fewer corrections officers, and and that makes it easier, but not easy, but easier. I mean, we're we're definitely seeing more of these. And, and if uh, during transit is probably the best plan right, because right, it, it gives them the best odds. Right. Hey, y'all, my wife's biggest struggle this past year was fighting the symptoms associated with menopause, hot flashes, mild mood swings, and sleeplessness. She had them all until she tried Hormone Harmony. She was amazed at how much Hormone Harmony reduced her symptoms and supported her mood and her general well-being. Hormone Harmony is not just a supplement for women going through perimenopause, menopause, or postmenopause. It's become a phenomenon. Women cannot stop talking about it on social media. A bottle of Hormone Harmony is sold every 24 seconds. Hormone Harmony contains science-backed herbal extracts called adaptogens. Now, here's the beauty about adaptogens. They help the body adapt to any stressors like chaotic hormonal changes that happen naturally throughout a woman's life. So hormone harmony isn't just for menopause. Any woman with symptoms of hormonal imbalances can take it. But it's perfect for those horrible menopause symptoms that put a woman's life on hold. Hot flashes and night sweats, racing thoughts and low moods, Poor sleep and feeling tired all the time. Occasional bloating and gas. No desire to be in bed next to someone, if you know what I mean. Yeah, Hormone Harmony can help with all of these things. For a limited time, you can get 15% off your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the code 
RLRC at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the code RLRC for 15% off today. Do you guys know what May 12th is? Sunday, May 12th? Mama's Day. That would be correct. It's Mother's Day. So let me ask you, do you basically get your mom the same gift every year for Mother's Day? Maybe some flowers, some chocolates, Mm -hmm. maybe a robe or a framed photo. Boring stuff, right? Right. Well, let me tell you about something that's totally cool and different for Mother's Day that will never wilt, spoil, or put an extra 10 pounds around her waist. I'm talking about mylifeinabook.com. It's a unique service that turns your mom's life stories into a beautiful book. Pretty unique. Cool, right? Right. Here's how it works. Every week, mylifeinabook.com will send her a question via email. These can be pre-written questions about her life or any custom questions you wish to ask. Your mom can either type a response to the email or she can record her voice if she prefers to do that or she can do both. And mylifeinabook.com then compiles all of her responses into a beautiful keepsake book as well as an audio book. And if you want, and she's up to the task technically, you know, the audio book is a great extra thing to be able to do. Imagine discovering stories about her youth, adventures, and the challenges she overcame. This book becomes a legacy, something you and your future generations can treasure. Your mom's given you a lifetime of stories. This is kind of your chance to give her a way to share them. Every family is a little bit different. And in my family, we love to give each other a really hard time. So I've taken the approach in doing this of asking my mom to comment on some of those family moments that might be a bit embarrassing to other family members. Last week, my question was, mom, did you feel guilty that day you hit me over the head with your wooden clog and dad had to take me to the hospital for eight stitches? (laughs) Mom's response, back in the day, I was the disciplinarian of the house. And when you were eight years old, you refused to get out of Nancy's, that's my sister's, plastic kiddie pool. I told you 10 times to get out of the damn pool. You didn't listen. So I chased you around the yard. And when you slipped, I nailed you right on the head. That was the last time you got in that kiddie pool. Of course, dad had to lie to the ER and tell him that uh, that you fell on your head, but I nailed you good. The entire process with my life in a book is simple. And in the end, mom will have a great keepsake that can remain in your family for generations. Check out mylifeinabook.com and use code RLRC at checkout for 10% off. Create an unforgettable gift for your mom this Mother's Day. That's mylifeinabook.com and use code RLRC for 10% off today. Yeah, so we're going to bring you to California and... We're going to bring it to California via Tennessee, where Nikki Alcaraz, a Tennessee mom who disappeared while on a cross-country uh, road trip with her boyfriend saw, saw earlier this, this month. Saw this, yeah. Well, she's been found, Woody Everton. Yep. She's been One found safe, yep. and she was actually not, you know, technically she wasn't in any uh, trouble, mm-hmm. although uh, when I'm done with this story, you'll, you'll figure out she actually was. So... She was found safe and new body cam footage released shows the aftermath of the alleged domestic assault involving her partner. Police in Redding, California, announced that the mother of two was found to be safe and is no longer considered a missing person after another police department was able to make contact with her on Tuesday. Alcaraz, who's 33, vanished sometime around May 9th while driving with her longtime boyfriend, Stephen Tyler Stratton. Three names. 
three names and the middle name being kind of famous, right? So right. Stephen Tyler Stratton and their dog from Nashville to California to visit her uncle. Just five days before she went missing, Alcaraz and Stratton were involved in a physical dispute on the side of I-40 in Torrance County, New Mexico, which led to the police being called. Now, new body cam footage of that interaction shows an emotional Alcaraz and a concerned truck driver who phoned 911 after he witnessed Stratton punch her. Speaking to a sheriff's deputy on the scene, he said, as I was driving, I saw seen her sitting on the ground, and this dude fucking cocked back and either slap her or punch her. The truck driver, identified as Jordan Hamilton, told the deputy, according to the video, I pulled over, I was ready to fight him, really, but, you know, he was calm when I got out. He said he got in between the couple instead and asked Alcaraz, who was in tears, if she was okay, and she asked him to call 911. Yeah, a visibly shaken Alcaraz told the deputy that Stratton is her boyfriend of 16 years and that she wanted to press charges before asking him for a lighter to smoke. I'm done. I'm over it. I want his fucking ass put in jail, she said. She, she's yeah, yeah. It's the circle of violence. Yeah. She had bruises and red marks on her skin and Stratton's face and nose had dry blood on it. There was an altercation between me and our my girlfriend. Stratton then told EMTs on the scene. He told the deputy that they were having issues and there's a lot of other stuff going on, including mental issues with her. It's always her right i haven't ever seen nikki act like this before stratton said i don't want to get her in trouble or anything but she's been blacking out off of like one or two beers and hitting me for the past two months acres and stratton each said the other hit the other unprovoked the couple appeared to have been drinking and the mom told the officers they had picked up a bottle of fireball whiskey what i like woody fireball yeah a little fireball to drink uh the deputies determined that both parties were mutual combatants while traveling down the interstate however the trucker said he believed alcaraz was only defending himself i don't know what happened hamilton told the deputy but just being uh just her being on the floor and him hitting her while she was down i don't think she was the aggressor hamilton an army veteran who drives truck to tractor trailers from georgia to california said he had nightmares about the attack the torrance county sheriff is investigating the actions of the deputies who responded to the call to determine if any policies were violated you know what's so ridiculous about this story the way the media has covered it so when the story first broke they wanted this to be a gabby petito story Mm -hmm. right and so they found a picture of her, of uh, Alcarez is her name, right? Yes. They found a picture of her where you can say what I am. Would he accuse me of it again? Okay, so so that picture is girl next door-ish, okay? Then the video of the incident that happens where he beats the shit out of her. Well, first of all, she has bruises everywhere. I mean, she has had the shit beat out of her, but she is uh, tatted everywhere, and, um, and she, uh, uh, she's the way that she's talking. This is not the, the girl next door, Gabby Petito story. This is the two people, both of whom, when they drink, obviously get violent. Uh, and one is capable of 
really hurting the other one when they do get violent, but the disease being uh, so deep now that she can't break herself of the habit. After she uh, uh, had the police called, she dropped uh, the uh, and never filed the charges, and yeah. she's back with the guy two days later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's gonna be dead or at some thousands point. of them. And I used to tell them that maybe the next time I come back, I'm talking about arresting the same people over and over again. In the beginning, when it, exactly what happened, one of the other ones wouldn't follow through with the, the charges. If we didn't get attacked, you, know, you you respond and they're beating the shit out of one of them is beating the shit out of the other one. You you place them under arrest, and sometimes the, the victim would attack us and on, on the way out the door. I'm talking about like, leave him alone, leave him alone. Yeah. Da, da, da. Like you're bleeding because they were whipping your ass. But then the state of Louisiana changed the law where the DA can prosecute without the victims consent. Oh, really? Yeah, because of that, so many of those. But I used to tell them, so I'm going to come back one day and work your work your homicide. But, Jim, back to your point, um, the, the I understand where you say um, female and the man might – be different than the man and the female. But, I mean, it takes all kinds to make the world go right. No, you're right. And, I mean, they're, look, I t- females oh, I, 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 can I've throw it down. I'm not, I'm not some, saying some anything like that. I just, we had a, the story oh, the other day where, uh, was it a kinky crime story? I don't remember what it was, but the female was the, yeah, it was kinky oh, crime. Oh, no, it wasn't kinky, but it was in Miami. It was, it was Florida where she was, uh, she was cutting him. She stayed yeah. and oh, and, that's right. Yeah, and, yeah, but yeah, she yeah. was wealthy and lived in a nice uh, place, and yeah. you know he, I think, stayed in it right. down that's there right. because right. Yeah. of uh, anyway, uh, of the lifestyle. It's crazy, but we in no way, no way condone anybody a, a domestic violence situation, male or female. Period. Right, Joe. Right. That's right. So, anyway, y'all, the I wanted to buy a place here on the story I'm about to tell you. And I actually have researched this lake and everything else, but I don't have Mike's money. Yeah. Uh, 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 which is sad. Otherwise I would have, right. but I'm going to take you to Missouri. And there was an ER doctor who was found dead in an Arkansas Lake Tuesday after vanishing earlier this month and had once been kidnapped, according to his brother. Dr. John Forsythe, 49, appeared, uh, disappeared on May 21st, just five days after he proposed to his fiancée. Now, this is going to be this is going to be a series. Watch on the on that day, Forsythe uh, left his work at a hospital hospital in Cassville, a town of 3,100 deep in the Ozarks. His body turned up nine days later in Beaver Lake, which is one of the most beautiful places in the world, about an hour south of where he was last spotted. His deceased doctor's brother. Richard said the family was gathered for dinner Tuesday night when an official with the state police came to the door to break the news. Um, a detective is suspected to visit the family on Wednesday to provide more details after all types is complete. But the brother said there's no way he killed himself, and many times he mentioned he might be in danger. But in February uh, of 2022, Forsyth was kidnapped and released, according to his brother. It was cold. He was zip-tied. He was made to feel very unsafe and taken on a car ride with some people to a bridge, and he was threatened. Um, Richard, who created a cryptocurrency with his brother, said no police report was filed after the alleged kidnapping. He also said he only found out about the sinister incident from a friend the night his brother went missing. He did not file a police report because he believed he was in continued danger, Richard said. When asked why anyone would want 
to harm the beloved doctor, Richard replied, that is part of the great mystery we're dealing with. Forsyth, a father of eight, proposed to his fiancée days after a divorce settlement was reached with his ex-wife on May 11th that awarded her about 19000 a month in alimony and child support. Son's gonna come out she should have been happy. This come out. You know why I, I want, want to have a place to be related? Because the water is so clear you can dive in it. I mean, scuba dive. Hmm. Uh, um, and they have all this the old sunken stuff on under there, like houses and shit like that. But this is this is a. Are um, you a certified scoop? Yeah, scuba? I should have been scuba diving no for kidding. like thirty five years. Yeah, awesome. I, the only one of the only tattoos I have is a dive flap. With my yeah, old that's bad. Yeah. What, what are you showing some the, arm the, here? Yeah, freaking guns. Uh, Look, I think I think what's going <laughs> to happen here is we're going to find out that Marty and Wendy Bird are involved right. in this yeah, yeah, in yeah. some way. It's a great series, man. The um, the Ozarks, but the, yeah. I mean that that could have been if they did a season six or right. wherever they ended. They this, ended five. That could have been the start. This of is bullshit. Six. Something's going on here. Yeah, this for is sure. Woody, the Overton investigator. I'm telling you, you know, it's not the last time. Ding ding. Heard ding. About agree, this. agree, agree. So I'll update y'all on this in the future. And but before we go on, we're already fifty one minutes. I know. Just letting you on that. I'm not going to boom your 51 minutes, Woody, because <laughs> our audience deserves quality content for as long as it takes to tell them what's in the news. Okay. We're going to go across the pond. Oh, fuck. Oh, we can leave this one out next. Woody, Woody <laughs> loves cross the pond. No, you're not editing. Hey, hey, is it an hey. Italian or is it a Rosetta Stone? Is it, is it? No, no, I can't. Rosetta Stone proudly a sponsor of, of Real Life Program Daily. Another shameless plug. Um. Have you ever heard of de-arrest? De-arrest? Yeah. Like unrest? A, a de-arrest. No. Well, uh, I'm going to tell you the story about a de-arrest. Okay. Is it, if you have, you say anything about any royalty in the story, I'm going to throw up. There is no royalty in this right. story. All right. Okay. This is a story about a naturist. Naturist meaning like a nudist? That's what I was thinking. Yeah. This is a guy okay. that, uh, that really... <laughs> Yeah, you got my. Doesn't I, feel I the need to have, to have clothes I was interested until so. you said guy. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, unfortunately, it's a it's a guy, and I do have pictures that are oh, not going to impress you. Oh, oh god! The naturist has accused an off-duty officer of harassment. Is that is that a female? Uh, no, it's again a male oh, again. Damn. After he was arrested, while it. he sat nude on a bench. Despite police later determining that he was not committing an offense. So Richard Collins is this guy's name. He is a member of the British Naturism Foundation and the founder of Naturist UK. And he was arrested under a false allegation of indecent exposure before being um, de-arrested when the Sussex Police arrived, so de-arrested of an official, I guess, term over uh, in <laughs> what he got the video out. Yes, where uh, this is the international story. Um, uh, Richard Collins said he was sitting on a bench in Hastings, East Sussex, as he had done on a number of occasions when the officer stopped by, flashed his police ID, and ordered him to get dressed. Mr. Collins refused to get dressed, quoting the College of Policing guidelines on being naked in public. But the officer insisted he was committing a crime and called 999. 
That's what you call when they, before detaining the naturist. Sussex police then sent three patrol cars with at least six officers to the area uh, uh, where Mr. Collins was then de-arrested by the same cop. Mr. Collins said, I have sat naked at this location on several occasions over the past fortnight for up to two hours each time without incident. A couple stopped to chat. They weren't at all bothered by my nakedness. And we chatted for about five minutes when this off-duty officer from the Metropolitan Police came down the hill and approached me. He identified himself, showed me a warrant card, and alleged that I was committing... uh, (laughs) Alleged that I was committing an offense of indecent exposure and asked me to get dressed. I refused. I continued to sit naked and explained the College of Policing guidelines referring to naked cycling, walking, swimming, sunbathing, and uh, unlawful activities, uh, but that lawful activities where there is no element of sexual behavior or intent to cause alarm or distress are legal. Because I don't trust Woody's behavior, the rest of me telling you this story... Uh, suffice to say that Mr. Collins was proved to be operating within the law as long as you are not cycling, walking, swimming, sunbathing, or doing something unlawful, you are free to be naked. Free to be free. Free so, to be free. But you can't in, be naked while you're biking or sunbathing no, or swimming? No naked biking. They're worried about the, well, something getting stuck in the chain, I think. Well, well the sunbathing and the they don't want the balls getting roasted. I, I don't know. Do they make one a, a lotion for your balls that doesn't burn? Because <laughs> you know, I'm like, throwing in the white flag on this one, right. folks. So with that, thank you for maintaining people. International news you need to know. Right. So with that, I'm taking you to go home. It's time to get kinky, Woody. Crimes for Friday. Yes. Should follow up the good naked guy from across the pond. Absolutely. So listen to this one, y'all. <laughs> Police responded for a fight inside a hotel room. Then it turned out it was just two women having loud sex. Hey. Right? Wow. It ended up, though, with a security guard getting shot at. What? What? That's what's. What charging documents say happened Monday afternoon at the Days Inn in a hotel in Tennessee. And it all started when two clerks working at the front desk of the hotel got a call from one of the rooms. During the call, the worker reportedly heard two people fighting in the background, prompting the on-duty security guard to call police. God, I don't want to knock a security guard. There's some wild right? stuff. Maybe going it was off duty. Um, arriving officer spoke with the two women who were supposedly in the room when the commotion was heard. Each told police they were not fighting but were having sex. Mm. At the request of the security officer, police ordered the women to pack up and leave the hotel. One, I'm like, fucking, I don't understand that. One of the women thought she left a cell phone in the room, at which point an officer escorted her back to look for it. When they returned, the other woman had gone into the lobby and began to argue with the hotel staff. According to the guard, uh, she pulled out a handgun and pointed it at him, right? The guard then tried to take the gun away and wrestle her to the ground, causing the gun to fire and strike a door frame in the lobby. Meanwhile, a police officer was outside feet away, heading back to his patrol car when he heard the gunshot. The officer came inside to find her being restrained by the guard and arrested her. Police wrote in the charging documents that surveillance footage shows 
her entering the lobby, getting into an altercation with a guard, and later pulling out a gun. In an interview with police, she says the guard hit her first, at which point she alleges to have taken her purse and swung it to the guard, which caused the gun to fall out and fire. That's mm. bullshit. And she admitted to police that the gun was hers, and she brought it back to North Carolina. Anyway, two women having sex turns into the security oh, guard. Oh, At the Days Inn security guard. All they're trying the to do in. is be a little kinky. It's to what? kinky crime. The days in, days in would have been able to crime. raise their rates if news of that had gotten out, and instead, you know, they right, sent security. Right, yeah. Yeah, yeah, about two women yeah, having yeah, a lot of sex. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They could have gone from thirty nine ninety nine a night up to like forty four. Right. Well, there you go. I mean, that's what it used to cost at Days Inn. Now it's might need over a hundred bucks. Put the pillow over your face during sex at Days Inn from from there on out. And there you have it. Do we have an airplane theme yet? Yeah, we do not yet. Jim has been busy, but Jim is going to ensure that this gets loaded. I'm going to one for a day. See exit doors located to the left. <laughs> Please the exit in a case of emergency and the lights go out, follow the light of walkways. All right. So have either <laughs> one of you gentlemen ever heard of a vampire straw? No. Nope. Me neither. Hear everything. So vampire. if you if you listeners are also not familiar with a vampire straw, do I have a story for you? A vampire straw actually got a passenger arrested at the Boston airport. These items are not allowed. So a passenger was arrested for carrying a self-defense weapon known as a vampire straw through security at Boston's Logan International Airport. Uh, Armin Achatun, uh boom, Armin Nair was detained Sunday evening and charged with carrying a dangerous weapon. A trooper was alerted after the 10-inch-long titanium straw with a beveled end was found in Nair's backpack. The transportation security... (laughs) Shit. The Transportation Security Administration does not allow vampire straws to be carried onto a flight. The company that makes the straw bills it as a self-defense weapon since it can be used like a dagger. It also can be used as a straw to slurp down smoothies and other drinks. Or blood out of a human. <laughs> or blood out of a human. Nair, 26 of Chicago, posted bail and was arraigned on May 30th in East Boston municipal court and actually i have the tweet that i'm going to post on facebook so go follow that facebook real life real crime daily we post stuff on there constantly but folks uh i'm showing woody and mike what a vampire straw looks uh, like tent state and the tweet from the transportation post that in the life so we're going to post that on facebook but who there's no no purpose for that other than to hurt someone and drink smoothies. Whenever you think about the vampire straw, because they the vampire's teeth were broken, or he didn't have he had meth mouth, he could stick meth you with mouth. the straw, <laughs> and he could stick you with the straw in the juggler and suck you blood. That's right. Wow, That's this right. is a big business. The vampire straws I'm not as big as the urethral vibrating the urethral tubes. We. <laughs> We start Who, yeah, God. what do they call it? Sounders or yeah. something? Yeah, something. Like I, I, you know what? The problem with this show you is, is telling him. You might already tell me he's he's got him one order from uh, Timu right now. If I ever get arrested and they go through my search history, oh, yeah, I'm yeah. going to be like, no, because you're going to clear it. Mike. We found the most effed up human being, and I always <clears> tell in you. the history of uh, of the planet. Oh.
Oh, I hear banjo. It's time for banjos. I just heard some banjos. Banjo. You guys remember Plaxico Burris? Yes. yes. The wide receiver for the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, no. He uh, was a New York Giants. Super Bowl York champion Giants. wide receiver for my New York Giants. New York Giants. And Michigan State. Then he had like last hand. Nick Saban, pupil. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Also, could qualify for the Dumb Criminals Hall of Fame. If you remember Did how he, shoot a gun in a nightclub or something? he uh, accidentally shot yeah. himself yeah, in the right, leg right, yeah. in a nightclub yeah. in New York and in got charged and put away. Florida. And he may be related to a guy by the name of Justin McCall, who mm. lives in the state of Florida. This 28-year-old from Florida has been sentenced to two decades in prison. Two decades? Yeah, well, he already had a healthy rap sheet well. that reportedly included... 13 separate crimes in relation to a series of automotive burglaries. Mm. This is before he shot himself during a burglary. (laughs) McCall ended up shooting himself in the leg with a gun he stole during one of his many crimes. The discharge of the gun was an accident and resulted in McCall asking the person he had just robbed for assistance. (laughs) That's awesome. Uh, Guess what kind kind of assistance he got from that guy. Uh, McCall is expected to serve the full sentence under the terms of the state's 1020 life statute, which mandates strict sentences for felonies committed with a gun. Inspired by Plaxico and Justin McCall, welcome to the Dumb Dumb Criminals Club. You are going away, boy. Yes, indeed. Deserves it. All right. Oh, God, look at this guy. Yes, indeed. Ooh. And we're going to post this guy. Look, this dumb criminal. You got to see him. We're going to post that on the Facebook. Look at that little scratch on the forehead. How do you get that? That's a looks like a bullet hole. Real life, real crime daily. Y'all go to the Facebook page. You're going to see all this. Thank you, everybody, for liking. Thank you to our sponsors. Yeah, sponsors. Y'all are awesome. Uh, um, Y'all, seriously, we, we, we give a lot of extra plugs to our sponsors because you know, we like their shit. Cause we right. yeah. just that. bought a new house and no, o- no, overpaid no, no, no. and we're pushing it. We like, we, we like their shit. Uh, um, I last night and I know it's a bloody English sponsor, but it's the first meal we had, wow. it was a one pot dish, uh, Verde enchilada. Yes, Holy, I had the same that thing. That shit was fire. That's yeah, better than Mexican restaurant. That's funny. We, we, we had the same shit last anymore. night. Yeah. All of their Mexican stuff is really, really, really good. good, right? Yeah. So, but sauces. Anyway. They got the sauces thing down big time. Oh, yeah. Oh, that, yeah. They had the sauce on top of that thing. Look, uh, you can go to, you can go to HelloFresh.com slash Bloody Angola 16 and get 16, 16 free, free meals plus free shipping. Right. Make sure you do it. And guys, it has been fun. Yeah. We got to, we got to run. Uh, um, we love all of y'all. Appreciate you. And thank you. Until next time, I'm Jim Chapman. And I'm Woody Overton. And I'm thinking about you, Taylor. <laughs> Keep your chin up. Keep your chin up. Have faith. Show business. For real life, real crime daily. Peace. Show business. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.